Where can you find everything you want to buy? Amazon. What about two-day shipping no matter where I live? Amazon. What about groceries? Yes, Amazon has it. Go to d2rpn.com and click the Amazon banner. Fucking love it. Presents the Think Tank Podcast. And now, coming to you pre recorded, deep undercover in the world's deepest, darkest, most secure, Hadron Collider and Nuclear Bomb Tested and Approved Doomsday Bunker. Here is Ryan the Area Man. Hey, dude. Yo, what up? Um, so this documentary, Real Time, came out on April 13th, 2020. This wow, is dude. actually not the uh, original thing. Hang on a second here. So, yeah, this one's... The original had... Um, is it this one? Or did they take down the original? I they took down the original because all the ones were two days ago. Yeah. The original... Okay, so anyways, the movie is... This is a documentary. It's on YouTube. It's called Out of Shadows. But I'm not seeing it. But it shot in, like, the first, like, day. It got, like, two million hits. Really? Uh, so I'm guessing maybe they took it down because of that. But anyways, we have a version of it here. But it's not from the... I don't think this is from the original release yeah because it. it says share on it so they must have shared it yeah but where's the original where pulled it down bro did they i think this is it right here no well anyways it got um got a shit ton of fucking hits and i keep seeing all this stuff about it and Ooh, that guy's a main actor i've seen shit he's in hawaii five yeah, well, I'm looking here. I guess we can just watch that share and I. Well, we're so like we've done in the past. We watch this and when we want to talk about something, we'll pause and whatever. The movie itself is an hour and eighteen minutes, and uh, so we'll. I don't know how much we'll want to pause. I've seen like the first twenty minutes of it. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen any of it, so we'll watch it and go from there. Hopefully, yeah. this is the full version of the movie looks like it based on the time so i don't know i'll let you know first few minutes if it's the same or not oh it's different i can tell already why do you believe what you believe because at some point in your life you trusted the information that somebody was giving you and that someone you trusted told you that a car was a car a tree was a tree a bird was a bird the blue stuff above you is the sky And that's the way that we began to determine what we believe to be a fact. Most of the things that we believe to be a fact in our lives are told to us through our stories or the news that we hear. So my question would be, if they were deceiving you with the stories they tell you, would you be able to recognize that? 
So we've all heard the term conspiracy theory. Personally, for me, I've never really had time to get into any of that because, frankly, I, I'm working all the time and I don't have the time to look into Bigfoot or aliens or Flat Earth or 9-11 conspiracy or the JFK assassination. It's just, uh, it's not anything that I really have any backstory on. But the one thing that I do have a lot of backstory on, the one thing I do know a lot about is Hollywood. When you think about the entertainment industry, what comes to mind? Movies, TV, music, right? Let's talk about this entertainment. I've been observing you. What if this entertainment was more than just entertainment? Now in complete control! When you're driving home from work, what are you listening to? When you come home after a long day and turn on the TV, what do you see? Think about all the content you've seen throughout your whole life. A lot of it has actually made us who we are today. So you don't know what's really going on. Have you ever stopped for just a second, though, and questioned the content? thing we consume more than content is air but we actually think about the quality of the air we breathe maybe it's time to take a closer look at our content and fear access our government's always controlled our content the fight for freedom we've just never paid attention freedom of speech message received to work with the CIA to destabilize foreign countries. This media that we're consuming at such a rapid rate, we need to slow down and think about what we're consuming. What if the people in charge didn't have our best interests in mind? Now we have to ask ourselves, who's influencing our content? Is the CIA involved in Hollywood? Yes. Who's that guy? Yes. Cool. I have no idea. He looks familiar, but I don't know. There's a guy in there. The stuntman. Yeah. That's some fucking crazy shit. Would you do that for so a job, Dave? So 28 no. years, I've probably had one of the coolest jobs in the world. I was a professional stunt performer. I've worked with some of the biggest stars. I've got to be Batman. I've got to be James Bond. I've won World Stunt Awards. I am in the Screen Actors Guild. I'm in the DGA. I'm in the WGA. And last year, I got into the Academy, the Oscars. I worked my way up from being a stuntman to being a fight coordinator, to being a stunt coordinator, to being a second year director. Action. First big job I get, I'm on Batman Forever. And I'm walking around set and I'm pinching myself. I'm looking over, there's Tommy Lee Jones, there's Jim Carrey, there's Val Kilmer, there's Drew Barrymore, there's Nicole Kidman. And I'm like, how did I get here? 
really say I'm going to go be a stuntman. I wanted to go make movies. But being a stuntman was the easiest way for me to get into the business. I didn't want to be an actor because I, pretending to be a character. Well, being a stuntman, I was that character. I was the guy behind the illusion, creating it for the guy who's on the screen. I jumped out of that helicopter. I was in that fireball. I did whatever was being asked of the job. And I've had an amazing life. But in the system that exists today, as I get up the ladder, I realize it's not what people think it is. It's an illusion. It is a complete illusion. In 2014, I was working on a television show up in Portland, and I had a catastrophic injury. I've done this stunt probably variations of it 20 times over my career. It was nothing. It was a small fall down into a stairwell. I did the first take fine, the second take. I knew I could do it better. I went up, and I fell over the rail, and I landed on the pipe down below, and I burst fractured my L2 vertebrae, and I was paralyzed from the waist down. Jesus. When you are injured, when you are catastrophically injured, and it changes who you are, I knew from that day I would never be the athlete that I once was. And I always told people as a stuntman, the worst possible injury you can get is a lower back injury. Mm -hmm. You can break your legs, your arms, whatever, but if you injure your lower back or your hips, your pelvic region, you're done. There was two years that I, I didn't think I would ever live without pain. One of the issues I was dealing with at that time was I had lost the feeling and I still have numbness in my thighs and on this half of my pelvic region. I was going to physical therapy and the lady looks at me and she goes, this isn't really helping you. You're, you're way more advanced than this stuff. And I go, yeah, I do this every morning. She goes, well, what's the real issue? I said, the real issue is my pelvic region. And so she said, okay, well, there's a woman who works here and she is a pelvic floor therapist. So how I met Mike, I met him, his spine was broken and he had partial paralyzation of his pelvic floor area. We help people when they have problems with the most important functions in your life, bowel, bladder, and sexual function. So one day we're in the middle of therapy and she stops me and she says, Mike. Why was her identity being kept secret? Because of what she does for a living? That's what it said. Yeah, but she's a fucking therapist. Maybe because of the content of the rest of this film. Maybe. She doesn't want... I mean, her voice can be there, but she doesn't want, like, because I'm, what the rest of this movie gets into, mm-hmm. from what I've heard about this, I haven't seen this movie, but right. it, the content may be something where, like, yeah, I'll do, you can have my audio, I don't want to be seen because of association, it could affect my job okay. getting fired, what do you mean assumption, I don't know. Okay, I'm just curious. Mike. You have, I feel like you have really dark spirits over you. Can I, can I pray for you? And I was like, pray for me? 
like, yeah, sure, pray for me. I, I, you know, I, I don't really believe in that stuff anymore, but yeah, go ahead, pray for me. So she prays for me. And I was kind of thinking while she's doing it, okay, this is weird, but okay, whatever. So for the next two or three months, I would go, and then every now and then she would stop me, and she'd say, hey, can I, can I pray over you? I was kind of a little bit disgusted with his personality because he was all about himself and money, and I think the Lord had a lot of work to do in terms of humility with him. He made it very clear that he thought I was crazy, and but he let me. After she, she stopped one day, and I said, you are either 100% batshit crazy, or you think all this is real in the spirit world. And she looked at me and she said, Michael, I am one of the only pelvic floor therapists in Southern California at the time. And when these satanic people and these evil people do their rituals to little girls and women and boys, who do you think puts them back together? I do. It's completely real, and you need to look into it. My awakening, it didn't happen at church the way that some people find God. I just pretty much had given up my faith, and I'd given up where I was at, and I was just kind of at the point where I was like, okay, well, I'm going to have the best time I can here, and when I die, I die, that's it. I still wasn't sure if I if wasn't 100% crazy or not, but I was reading these articles and looking at these things, and I was like, you know, I've seen things at parties. I've seen artwork. I've seen statues. I've seen things in some people's houses that just seem to be mimicking occult stuff I'm reading about. So I was like, maybe there is something to this. I'm just going to say this. I didn't find God because I went to church. I found God because I realized that the Luciferian and the other side, the occult world, was real and that I had been fooled for all these years and I, I then got really scared. I got really scared because this was the first time in my life that I was having to question my own reality. Physically, I was crushed. I wasn't going to be who I was. And spiritually, I mean, if I'm being honest, I wasn't, I didn't know anything about being a Christian. I mean, really. And then professionally, everything that I knew about my career, I was starting to look at in a different way. I was starting to question my, my career in Hollywood from a different perspective. So at first, I got off of social media, and I made an anonymous account. I started reading blogs, looking at articles. I started reading books. I started watching videos online. I just started searching for the truth, and I was finding accounts that were searching for the truth themselves. They weren't mainstream accounts. These were accounts online that I felt like were like me. They were just looking for what the truth was. I didn't believe I was getting the truth from CNN, MSNBC, Fox. I didn't believe any of them. I just wanted to read it, absorb it, and digest it, and trust what my gut told me I was reading. As I did my research, I began to understand there's a very small group of people that influence all the companies that we watch. So they used to call them the big six. But Disney just bought Fox. 
and Disney controls Marvel, and Disney owns Lucas Studios. So look at that giant audience right here. See, a small group of people control the narratives and the content that we all see on all the channels. It makes you feel like, oh, I have lots of choices, but you don't. Who's telling them what to put on those channels? Where does that lead? Tonight, the FBI is on the case, and they are warning big companies in America to protect their data after a big Hollywood studio got hit by hackers and several blockbuster movies ended up online. This is the first time the United States has accused a foreign government of a cyber attack against an American corporation. And this interested me because I worked over at Sony quite a bit during my career, and I actually had to get LifeLock during the Sony hack, so I was, you know, I was curious. I was like, what was this really about? Well, the narrative put out in the public was Seth Rogen and James Franco made a movie about North Korea. And so they were mad, and so they decided to hack Sony to teach them a lesson. That was a public narrative that went out, and that's what I was like, well, that makes sense. You know, I know Seth, and I know James, and they're definitely pushed the envelope of comedy, and they their, their sense of humor is definitely their own. And I thought to myself, okay, that makes sense. And now private emails are going public. It's a public relations disaster. But what I found really interesting as I examined the WikiLeaks documents was it showed that the heads of one of our biggest movie studios in America was in direct communication with very important people in our government. It didn't surprise me. I was like, okay, well, either they're friends or there's something more to it. So I never really thought about the government influencing our content or our stories. Could they be influencing our story and our content? Like, it, these were real questions that I never had asked myself. I just did the jobs. I went to work. I did my job. I did whatever was asked and went home. Never thought about this stuff. So I was like, I don't really know anybody that can answer these questions. And I reached out to this guy who I'd been watching online. His name was Kevin Ship. And for those of you who don't know That's who the Kevin guy. Ship is, Kevin Ship. he's a CIA whistleblower. He uh, worked in counterintelligence. I actually have one of his books. In that name sounds familiar. In his tenure at the CIA. This is the big picture. An official television report to the nation from the United States Army. It was an OSS memo, the precursor of the CIA, where they were doing a study of the use of motion pictures in America as a means of psychological warfare. So it goes all the way back to pre-1947 when U.S. intelligence was, was using motion pictures uh, to alter the thinking of Americans in the United States. The morale of our troops is high. The laughter, music, and general entertainment which comes out of a single small package like this one have helped to build that morale. The CIA is funneling information in to Hollywood. Hollywood is putting out, out in the movies and the population believes it. Texas. Bury 
This document right here is a FOIA document. Anybody in America, anybody can request this. It's Freedom of Information Act. And in the 40s, they were telling you they controlled the radio stations. They controlled most of the mainstream media. They're telling you right here that motion pictures are used as psychological warfare. It's crazy. Why would they stop doing it? Even though I knew all this, it's just crazy. That no time has the CIA engaged in any political activity or any intelligence activity that was not approved at the highest level. Alan Dulles groomed and recruited Ian Fleming, and Dulles and the CIA actually helped Fleming write his books and paint the CIA in a favorable light. And they also, Dulles helped produce Thunderball to make the CIA and agents look like honorable, you know, cool people. The CIA actually helped him write the books and write the script for that movie. And then the president of MPAA was actually providing intelligence to the CIA as an operative in, in that position in Hollywood. Mr. Fleming, in your books there's a great amount of detail. Is this detail based on personal experience? Uh, do you make it up? Where does it come from? Well, uh, I can say it's 90% from personal experience, really. Of course, I, if I started sticking too close to the espionage, true espionage work of today, I should be in trouble with the Official Secrets Act in England, even supposing I had access to information. about the fact that Mockingbird is real. It started out paying journalists in major media, Pulitzer Prize winning journalists, to print fake stories uh, that the CIA wanted in the press and fake interviews. And this was revealed in the church committee. Do you have any people being paid by the CIA who are contributing to a major circulation American journal. We do have people who submit pieces to other two American journals. And of course, then the CIA destroyed the rest of the files, which is what they do. What's that? That wasn't a no. W. Bush yeah. came out and finally made the statement about Mockingbird. Well, we're going to officially stop the Mockingbird program. The CIA will no longer pay journalists to write stories. From now on, the program is voluntary, which means Mockingbird continues today. When's the last time you've seen a mainstream media outlet do a serious investigative report on the actions of the CIA? There's a reason for that. This would mean that the CIA could manipulate the news in the United States by channeling it through some foreign country. And we're looking at that very carefully. You say that continues today? Well, I, yeah, I would think probably for a reporter it would continue today, but because of all of the revelations of the period of the 1970s, uh, it seems to me that a reporter's got to be much more circumspect in doing it now, or he runs the risk of uh, at least being looked at with considerable disfavor by the public. I think you've got to be much more careful about it. This is extremely So <laughs> that's interesting. They just put like what would you say, forty uh, at least different yeah. channels? Uh, forty different news 
networks, channels, and things, but all basically saying basically this is the same, same thing. thing. Exactly. Same thing, which yeah. means they're reading a script, and this is what I've been saying for fucking for years time, yeah. that it's I don't know. It's almost like this fucking movie is vindicating everything mm-hmm. I said. It's dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely 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 dangerous to our democracy. Hmm. Fucking scripted, bro. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. There is something about the way the CIA has been functioning that is casting a shadow on our historic position of freedom, and I feel we need to correct it. Harry Truman said that. Senator Moynihan proposed a bill to dismantle the CIA. Thank you for the credit. Introduced it twice. The second time was 1995. Ironically, one year later in 1996, the CIA established the Entertainment Liaison Office, which was specifically penetrated into Hollywood, and Chase Brandon was actually co-wrote scripts for example, the recruit looking for high horsepower, high energy, uh, very competitive people who are driven by patriotism and a sense of wanting to serve a greater cause. I am recruiting you. Would I have to kill anyone? Would you like to? So the CIA was and is in Hollywood, was and is contributing to Hollywood productions and that manipulation. The recruit. Nothing is what it seems. As I started to wake up, I, I never actually considered that the CIA had an office in Hollywood. And I'm like, well, I see this. I see that. And I started putting feelers out like, does anybody else see this stuff? And not many people were awake. But the one person that I reached out to was an old colleague of mine, a friend of mine named Brad Martin. And Brad and I had similar careers. We worked our way up through the business together. And he, I'm like, hey, Brad, do you see, you've seen this, you've seen that. And he's like, yeah, for sure. And so that gave me strength. That gave me like, okay, well, I'm not alone in this deal. And uh, I'm going to keep looking. Let me just say this. Brad's one of the greatest stuntmen I've ever met. Probably the best. I'm a very physically creative person. I've been doing action for movies for 26, 27 years. I excelled at the action aspect of it, at the physical aspect of doing the fights and doing the gymnastics and doing the falls and doing the driving. I trained really hard to become one of the top stuntmen in the business. I started becoming a fight coordinator and then a stunt coordinator and then an action director. Very few people have ever gotten to where I've gotten to and I'm super proud of what I did. I mean, I had a very idealistic view of the movie business, and I've been disillusioned a few times. It feels very much like there's an agenda in every movie. I realized that it was more of a machine, and it was well, more that's of, awesome right there. Yeah, right. they just needed content to put out there for the masses. I stopped really watching TV. I stopped really watching movies. And one of the reasons why I stopped watching movies is I got into my research and what's going on in the world right now and all the corruptness and all of the plot twists of reality and I started realizing that reality is 
20 times more interesting than Hollywood. I mean, I was a Hollywood buff. I loved all of those movies, but now they're just, they, they're meaningless because I know what's going on right now actually has purpose and has a meaning and there are consequences. And once this story is told on what's happening in the world right now and, and all of the powers that be battling each other, it will be the greatest story ever told. If it's actually ever told, though. Like, for instance, I saw something on yeah, that's History the thing. Channel. Talking about how the CIA well, this is helped Disney telling. buy well, all yeah. the swampland yeah. I mean, in Florida. Well, why on earth would they do that? His lawyers in charge of purchasing the parcels had served in military intelligence during World War II and knew how to keep a secret. And they used several different companies, none with Disney's name, to acquire the properties. Now I go down this rabbit hole of what does the CIA have to do with Hollywood, or at least with Disney. Washington, D.C. is definitely in Hollywood. I have seen documents of the DOD and the CIA writing to the studio heads, guiding them in certain fashion. There's a lot of things that people would talk about that are conspiracy theory, but there's some things that ring true with me. It's like, oh wow, that makes a lot of sense. Another program developed by the CIA after World War II was called Operation Paperclip. It's been depicted in many movies, including Disney's Marvel series. Operation Paperclip after World War II, shield recruited German scientists with strategic value. When the fuck did her voice get so damn raspy? Um, over the last couple of years. <clears throat> I was wondering if she's a smoker. Oh, yeah. Is she? Yeah. You know that for a fact? Yeah, we hang out all the time. No, I, I still think it makes sense. I just assumed. Because I swear to God, I don't remember her fucking voice being so raspy. Like. Mm-hmm. Was it raspy just in that movie, or is it raspy all the time? Was that like a I think it's character choice? Now. No, I think it's every time. Because she sounds like she fucking smokes like eight packs a day. Yeah. I didn't know Scarlett Johansson to be a smoker. That cause? Oh, it has nothing to do with this. This is something people need to know because it has been so covered up and mocked and berated and claimed to be a conspiracy theory. And by the way, the term labeling people as conspiracy theorists was invented by the CIA to deflect any attention over the JFK assassination. They invented that word as as a way to shut down any scrutiny or or, uh, this critical critical, uh, investigation of what they were doing. So they started that whole ball rolling. In terms of Operation Paperclip, there's apps, it is documented, there's absolutely no question about it. Alan Dulles, CIA director, was associate of Heinrich Himmler of the Third Reich. So what Dulles proceeded to do when the Third Reich was brought down was he secretly brought all of the top Nazi scientists into the U.S. He falsified their files that he gave to Harry Truman, making them look like there were no war crimes. They brought these Nazi scientists into... Well, this has nothing to do with anything, but uh, I just looked. She's been smoking since she was 15. Oh, see. So that makes sense why she's got such a raspy voice. Mm-hmm. The CIA to work <laughs> for the CIA, and that includes the human experiments they conducted on Jewish men, women, and children, and the psychological studies that these Nazi scientists had done. The CIA was using their expertise for these programs. Uh, through Operation Paperclip, and this was Nazi, much of it occult beliefs that the CIA adopted and actually put these people on their payroll. One of the programs that came out of Operation Paperclip was MKUltra. Now, MKUltra was a very complex program that dealt with human experiments and mind manipulation. 
As this 1952 CIA memo says, the aim is controlling an individual to the point where he will do our bidding against his will and uh -huh. even against such fundamental laws of nature as self-preservation. In the church committee, MKUltra came out as an actual program of mind control using mental, physical, and sexual abuse and psychotropic drugs. Lysergic acid diethylamide, LSD. It was one of the first times that anybody had run into a powerful drug that was different than anything else that they knew anything about. A decision was made at the highest levels of the CIA to do testing on unwitting Americans. At Ravenscraig, Dr. Cameron went further with drugs and electric shock treatments than any researchers in the MKUltra project dared. His aim was to wipe the mind clean. Then he would implant new messages by forcing the patient to listen to a hypnotic repetition as many as a quarter of a million times. Jesus. This was called psychic driving. He would give the patient intensive uh, electric treatment. He would attempt to implant new ideas uh, in the mind of the patient. Now, to a layman, it would appear that Dr. Cameron was trying to take the slate and wipe it clean, the slate being the mind. In other words, brainwashing. Exactly, that's a very good comparison. Brainwashing. Yes. He sounds really German. Oh. Yeah. You're doing fine, just try to describe it. Oh, you just, you don't know, you, you want, you want to give yourself, you want to give yourself as much as you can. How do you feel inside? Inside. Nobody explained it to me. Nobody ever asked me if I was willing to do it or anything. They put me on sleep treatment. And now they kept you asleep for 23 days. Jesus. And while I was asleep, they were shocking the heck out of me with electric shocks and playing tapes. Uh, Why are you This is so crazy, dude. It was this has happened. Really, like a concentration camp. Why to appeal at it? You might find them this way. You look that way. Nothing for you to watch here, but you're going to talk to me as we go along. They couldn't go any further because CIA director Richard Helms destroyed all the CIA's MK Ultra documents and they had to rely on coached witnesses. So they were never able to dig even deeper. What they got was bad enough. It was never terminated. There's no evidence that it was ever terminated. No documents, no nothing, and not even an admission by the CIA that it's been terminated. How do you feel? I'm feeling better, thank you. Feeling better? Are you sleeping well? Yes, I'm sleeping better now. You could disable a whole city by putting a very small amount on a water supply. After all of these years of us, uh, uh, those of us who are involved in looking for this secret drug, uh, this was the only thing that began to look for the first time like it might be something like that. So MKUltra was 
one of the hardest programs for me to wrap my head around because it's 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 a lot of subset programs. And I was really surprised that Brad Martin knew about MK Ultra. People think that research people are crazy for talking about MK Ultra, mind control. Even if they acknowledge that that existed, they go, "Oh well, that that ended in the 70s." That's a crock of shit. And perhaps the world's only hope of stopping a sinister assassination plot. The movie that I did involving that topic was Zoolander. The fashion industry has been behind every major political assassination over the last 200 years. I mean, at the time, I, I was making a comedy and I had no idea what I was involved with. But now looking back on the movie, I'm blown away at just the propaganda. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. In a movie like Zoolander, when they're showing you that they're controlling Derek Zoolander's mind through mind control, you realize that they're trying to desensitize you and to make you think that what you're watching is fiction because it's in a comedy. It's like a mass MK Ultra man. Their purpose is to capture the minds of the people and feed them false history. The CIA is funneling information into Hollywood. Hollywood is putting out, out in the movies, and the population believes it. All right, so look, here's the deal. They have been desensitizing us since we were born, and I'll give you some examples. Let's start with the big one. Let's start with words we hear all the time and never even think about. Let's start with the word entertainment, to entertain. What does that mean? To bind or hold. To bind or hold what? An audience's attention. Okay, now let's take the word Hollywood. Where does that come from? Well, Hollywood comes from the holly tree. And the ancient Druids, back in the day, used to take the holly tree, make wands to weave spells, cast spells, or channel spells. And when they needed help, they would consult the magis or the mediums of the day to help channel their spells to the population. We'll cut to today. What do we have in our houses? We have these black boxes. What are they called? TVs. But if you stop and you say the word tell a vision, television. And when you turn on that television, what do you get? What's the first thing that pops up? A list of channels. And when you turn on those channels, what's on those channels? programming they are programming you they've been programming your whole life you don't even know it they do it with your music they do it with your TV they do it with your movies they do it with your games they have been programming us and programming you since you were little and you don't even know it because you don't even question what have I been saying this whole fucking time it's all real no <laughs> No, you've been saying that. Yeah. This is crazy. Starting in 1900, we entered a previously unimaginable time of modern technology. Advances that allowed the rulers of this world to construct and direct our stories in ways we previously never imagined. As a result, new techniques to control the population were realized. These are the people from the companies that we have trusted to deliver us our news and tell our stories. This has always been about controlling what we as the population think and hear. They help create our culture and influence our society. We as citizens only trust them because as a society, we think that the gatekeepers have our best interests. That's why they shadow ban stuff.
Yeah. Because they don't. And I was, I got an argument with a guy at work the other day about this. We were talking about the coronavirus and all that stuff. And I was telling him, I was like, yeah, it, I think it's all bullshit. They're hyping it all up because they wanted people to take the vaccine to get the microchip, 5G and all that shit. And he's like, that, that's bullshit. Like, why, why would you even believe something like that? I was like, well, what, what do you think's going on? He's like, well, I think it's really bad. And I think the vaccine will help a lot of people. I was like, you don't think that. You know, the vaccine would have a microchip in it. He's like, they would never do that. Like, what do you mean they would never do that? Why would you say that? Mm. And he's like, well, how do you know what you're hearing on, on your stuff is real? I was like, how do you know? Like, I'm asking you the same fucking question, you know? He's like, they can't shadow me. I was like, okay, think about this. And we've talked about this before. Sandy Hook happened. Everybody came out. Oh, my, my kid died. And oh, my God. And the crying, the laughing dude, you know? And the Boston Marathon, the fucking, every, every shooting. Fucking people out there. And I'm like, he's like, yeah. What's your point? My point is, why are they not letting individuals talk now that people have, you know, family members that have died of it? Why? Well, it's not that they're not letting them, but yeah. You're not hearing about it. You don't see it. You're telling me CNN, ABC, NBC, CBS, they're just going to let this go by and not put some, some family member of somebody who died on TV to shit on Trump? Yeah. If they had an opportunity to, get the fuck out of yeah. here. Yeah. And he's like, well, they're out there. You're just not here. He's like, that's what shadow banning is. If, let's just say hypothetically, there's 8,000 people out there saying, yep, my family members died of COVID. It's all, it's all real. Why would they not let them see it? Why would they not put that shit out there? I was like, because it's not real, dude. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, we went back and because forth about that. I, yeah. Because they're telling a narrative. It's all about telling a fucking story. Television. Tell a story. Yeah. I totally get that. I, I always wondered why they call it televisions. Like, why? Yeah. But now it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, the whole fucking programming. Yeah. I mean, it's the word itself. I mean, yeah. if you really look at the definition of these words that are being used, television programming. Yeah. That's programming. what they call it. Yeah. I mean, we've created our own, like, oh, it's TV and, and it's a channel mm-hmm. or network or whatever. Like, we've come up with our... A shortened version of television where right. they, they maybe did that. I don't know. It's all a distraction to because they don't want you to really think into the yeah. words. Yeah. Why call it programming? Because that's exactly what it is. The program. Well, I know that. Yeah, no, but I why wouldn't that. they just say, I mean, once again, what's the other thing I've always been saying? They have to tell us what they're doing. Mm-hmm. The whole eyes wide shut thing. And and we're just, and but then at the same time. It gets it off their conscience, but this is where I my main issue is: is you tell us to get it off your conscience, but at the same time, you're dumbing everyone down. Mm-hmm. You're desensitizing us to you're, it. You're you're vaccinating, and not, I'm not. I don't have. I don't want to get into a whole vaccine debate, but I'm sorry. The in general, your vaccines may be good, but there is a huge amount of children. Who immediately after getting vaccines, something's happened. Something's changed in them. I'm not saying the vaccines were bad. But maybe what they ought to look at is how much they're giving. Maybe we need to sparse out. Instead of giving six at one time, we should go down to two or something. These immune systems on certain people aren't as strong as others, and that's why these certain people are being affected by it. Because you can have a 1,000 kids take the same vaccines, and 750 will be fine. But there's that other... 200 there's an issue here mm-hmm. well because okay anyways that's a whole side yeah, thing yeah, yeah. but what i'm saying is there, there's an issue with this and 
just because you're, you're telling us, oh, it's programming. Well, we've we've told you we're programming you. It's your fault for watching it. Yeah, but yeah. what's to say that these vaccines and these other shit, the chemtrails and all this shit that's you know you're putting in our water and all this stuff isn't dumbing us down? Well, we told you about all that too. It's your fault for not. Okay, but. I don't give a fuck if you get it off your conscience or not. You still have to answer for it when you die, you motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the part, like, just because you got it off your conscience here, but see, the, the, the issue with this is they don't believe in that God. They don't believe in that thing. They believe in, like, it's a Satanist type yeah, thing. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So they have a whole different thing. Like, they, they're not believing the same kind of, right. like, like, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's It's frustrating because... You can do this. You can tell us everything. Get it off your conscience. But then do this other shit. Tell us about that. But because you've done this other shit over here, you've dumbed us down so that we don't even know what the fuck you're saying anymore. Mm-hmm. So you've defeated... So I don't understand how morally you've gotten it off your conscience, but yet you should... You know, how they can morally do what they're doing and think that they've gotten it off their conscience... But I guess when, do you, when when you don't have morals and you don't have what, then it doesn't matter. I don't think it has anything to do with so the conscience. So then, why tell us? I think I think they feel. Are they even human? That's a good. At a certain too. point, like I think they they're doing it as not so much as to clear their conscience, but as a, as a fuck you not. But psh, we've been telling you all this fucking time. You're so stupid. It's more like a bragging. thing. It's their thing. fault that we're stupid. Yeah, though. it's a bragging thing. They're they're like, we did this to you, and you fucking let us do it. it it's a gloating thing, is the way I see it. Like an ego, like a yeah. narcissism yeah. type. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, and I've said that before, even watching this. Like, I've been saying for a long time that Hollywood has to get the ideas from somewhere. Armageddon, you know, the fucking asteroid that's rocketing towards Earth. Well, there's got to be that situation that have either came up that we've near missed. Or they they're projecting it to happen at some point. That's Which why is how they came. Look up. at yeah. outbreak. You know the movie once once fucking coronavirus came outbreak. Everybody watched it. Why? Yeah, because well, they're reprogramming themselves to fucking redo it. It again. wasn't on Netflix until, until uh, about what end of January. All of yeah. a sudden it hit Netflix or yeah. February even. Yeah. Well, because at that point it was a thing. Like mm-hmm. in China, it became a thing. Now you could say, well, we're just Netflix. Oh, we're just capitalizing on on an interest and and that could be but you know I, you made the movie in the fucking whatever yeah, i mean in the 90s like 93 or something it's it's all so overall so far in this movie the 35 minutes into the movie itself it's everything i've been saying mm-hmm. it's vindication for me yeah but yet the problem is there's people out there they're going to hear this there's nothing in that movie that's true. It's all bullshit. Hey, well, it's one guy's take. He's an actor. He's a paid actor. He's reading a fucking script. Yeah. He's a stuntman. He's not a fucking actor. Stuntmen don't have fucking lines. No, they they have moves that they do. Mm-hmm. But it's different. He's not... He, the only portion of the whole stunt thing is to show that he's in the industry. Right, right, right. That was just giving him a, a basis yeah. of how he, he was in the industry, didn't even know, and then started digging into it right. and realized... It's vindicating everything I've said, though. It's it's basically, it's repeating everything I've said. Yeah. So, and this is long. I've been talking about this shit long before this shit ever mm-hmm. happened. It's just nice to finally have something. What's what I, also is interesting before we hit play again is 
clearly, now, 35 minutes in, I know why the original footage isn't, the, the original clip's not there anymore, because I, I'm, I'll be surprised when this episode comes out, if the one we're watching, the Out of Shadows official, in parentheses, share version, is gone. Yeah. Because like right now, really this one had, what, 600 and something thousand? Yeah, 666,000. The original, within a day, had like 2 million. And this that came out like it's been out for like a week, so well maybe not a week. I think it came out on. Better hit play before they fucking take it down. No, because <laughs> it'll it'll be. I, I swear it came out maybe Saturday or Sunday, the eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth, somewhere in that range. This one, this video was put out on the thirteenth, mm-hmm. but the original had been out like a day or so before that. So <clears throat> I don't know. It's weird, but you can see now why yeah. they took it down. Oh yeah. And I bet you when this episode comes out, this one will be down. Absolutely. So if you want to f- watch this for yourself, because I think you get a, get some out of it by watching it too, not just mm-hmm. hearing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Out of Shadows official. Just put that in YouTube. There should be. It's an hour and 17, 18 minutes is the movie. Yeah. So hopefully people can still go watch this. I don't know. I guess we'll just keep going. I mean, yeah, I'm sure we'll, it's, we'll it's pause and talk some more in a few minutes here. But. Tristan Light. The dangerous, you know, edges here are that he's trying to undermine the media, trying to make up his own facts, and it could be that while unemployment and uh, the the economy worsens, he could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control uh, exactly what people think, and that is the that is our job. That is our job. That is our job. Our job. I was researching, interesting. I found that most of the early communication companies were developed for shipping or aviation. And a lot of the men that started these companies were commissioned by the military during World War I and World War II. Many of these men worked for the Army and Navy intelligence services along with the OSS, which we know became the CIA. There were many examples of these men becoming the heads or founders of some of the biggest motion picture and media companies before and after their government or military service. I wanted to know how many of the media companies in today's world connected back to Washington. So I started looking. It was like a family tree. The connections between our government personnel and the media corporations was unbelievable. Google, Amazon, Netflix, Twitter, CNN, ABC. So what would happen if all these companies had the same political ideology or agenda? We as this population like to hear people confirm our confirmation biases. We like to hear people tell us that we're right. We don't like to be wrong. And we believe that the people on the media and the people that we're listening to have our best interests in mind. The problem is... So what if they don't? So if you stop and think about it, they can place any agenda on the population that they choose. I think that Hollywood is teaching bad morals to the youth of this country, as well as adults. Desensitizing of violence to the masses. You can't deny that. My kids have seen so many people get killed in very violent ways. Three times as much gun violence now. And the the sex that's in PG-13 movies. Why? Every Disney movie, there's a major character, usually a parent, that gets killed. 
trauma to the child. Why? It's so horrible. What a bad story. Why do you need to start a story with a parent dying? Always. It's, it's so sad. Under MK Ultra, they experimented on children. We were even taught this in psychophysiology program that if you get to a child between ages one and six or one or eight, with especially with sexual abuse or sexual trauma, you will split their personality and they will be imprinted the rest of their life. And many times that results in split personalities and disassociative behavior and other things. These occult topics are being introduced to our kids and most parents aren't even aware of it. So the biggest surge with this occult-type material took place in the late 60s and the early 70s with movies like The Exorcist, Amityville Horror, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween, and Roman Polanski's Rosemary's Baby. And coincidentally, this same time period, it parallels the rise of the Church of Satan in Los Angeles, and it was founded by a guy named Anton LaVey. When I was a police officer, uh, we had cases of satanic cults right in Arlington, Virginia. Those have been around for decades. They're in the high schools, they're in the colleges, they're in the government, and they're in Hollywood. I got to meet people like Sammy Davis and that kind of shit. Sammy told me he worshipped the devil. Sammy was like, you know, Satan is as powerful as God. And I was like, what the f what are you talking about? He says, why do you think there's so much anger in the world and you know, killing and murder and uh, Satan? And he saw my reaction to it, and he kind of lightened up on it. And, and he was like, the Dantana is dark, and it's uh, the candles on the table, and Sammy's face over the candle. You know, Satan is as powerful as God. It's weird. Mm-hmm. From our point of view, it really makes no difference whether you pray to a father god or to a mother goddess or to an entire gaggle of gods and goddesses. Michael Aquino was a high-level officer in the National Security Agency. Uh, he was and is, you'll see him today, a practicing Satanist. Uh, he created the Satanic Temple of Set, which he still runs. He was a high-level NSA officer. He's a member of the association I used to be in, uh, the Association of Former Intelligence Officers, AF. I.O. He's a member of that. He's plugged in big time to the intelligence uh, community. And he wrote a paper called Mind War. And Mind War was about uh, psychological operations against, po against populations, including uh, the American, the domestic population, using uh, Satanist techniques and tools. Aquino was first involved in NK Ultra operations during the Vietnam War as part of the Phoenix program. No, first, I've been involved in intelligence and psychological operations for about eyebrows. 40 years uh, in yeah, all weird. levels of it and across the intelligence community. You are a lieutenant colonel in the United States Army. Correct. Now, and how does the Army feel about you being head of the Temple of Set? The Army has known about my religion for um, the entire span of my Army career, which began in 1968. Mm -hmm. The Ar Army has paid uh, very little attention to it, the same as it would to anybody who is, say, a, a follower of Hinduism or of um, Buddhism or any other slightly unusual religion today. He was... Uh, Hang on. <clears throat> now, beyond the fact that he has his eyebrows <laughs> twisted up to look like little devil horns, yeah. if, if you want to, listeners, listen, 
go Google Michael Aquino, A-Q-U-I-N-O. Uh, his eyebrows are pulled up. He looks like a pedophile. He looks gay. Now, I don't know if he is. I'm just saying he has, right. you know, they they have a look. They do have a look. He looks like a gay pedophile. He, yeah. He, yeah. It's either, yeah, it's a homosexual pedophilic type of mm-hmm. facial features. If And if you just get rid of the eyebrows, I mean, yeah. he looks like one of those creepy guys. You wouldn't let your kid watch this guy. No. Or, or your, this Hang guy watch your yeah. kid. Yeah. Uh, or, or your kid or, watches yeah, this guy. Either one. Either one. Mm-hmm. Is there something creepy about him beyond the fact that he's what he is? Occupied a position at the Presidio, which was a, a training facility for the U.S. government, uh, and it was uncovered that he was running a pedophile ring. I think 15 kids <laughs> came out and Jesus fingered Christ. him as the guy that oh, had uh, uh, done sexual acts on them as children. It went to trial. Uh, he, he walked from the trial. Um uh, successfully because he had a good attorney, despite the fact that there were multiple witnesses that said Aquino, it, through satanic rituals, had abused them as children. There's no question that he's a practicing Satanist. Wow. Just watch any one of his interviews. On this altar. I can't believe. You called it two seconds in. Yeah. How did I, Just looking at him. Yeah. And then what? Five seconds later, this fucking yeah. guy saying <laughs> hey, he was uh, taking a trial for pedophilia. It's like. Wow. It's starting to make. Like I said, man, they got a look. <laughs> they do have a look. This movie, so far, has... <laughs> it's like you wrote it. <laughs> it's almost as if I made this movie. But, uh, wow, this is fascinating. It's my new favorite movie. Is uh, one of a number of daggers, which we may use in our rituals. This one happened to belong to the commanding general of the most elite unit of Germany's infamous SS, which was concerned with black magic and occultism research in general. Anything that it could find that had to do with the uh, origins of the human race, destiny of humanity. The perverted view of the occult held by Heinrich Himmler was of an evil magic that could help create a new master race. Wevelsberg Castle is where he performed his ceremonies. I have been to the Wevelsberg, which still preserves Heinrich Himmler's ritual chambers to this day and have conducted a black magical ritual in the so-called Hall of the Dead beneath the Wevelsberg. This particular dagger is inscribed to our comrade in the Leibstandarte Theodor Wisch, Brigadefuhrer, a major general in the Waffen-SS. And on its blade, it bears the inscription, Mein Era Heist Troy. Or my honor shall be known by my faithfulness. Aquino's thesis stated that enemy populations could be subdued by inflicting a state of psychological terror and feelings of imminent destruction. He discusses the use of psychotronic weapons and electromagnetic weapons that influence the mind. By extremely low frequency signals, piggybacked on broadcasts of radio, TV, or microwave communications in order to influence and manipulate the thoughts and feelings of the target population. These ongoing MKUltra operations are functioning as a counterinsurgency and infiltration operation aimed at destabilizing the United States and other industrialized nations. I give the CIA a total credit for sponsoring and initiating the entire consciousness movement, counterculture events of the 1960s. 
History will judge the role of the CIA and other intelligence agencies in unwittingly contributing to the counterculture of the 60s through their intense interest in LSD and other hallucinogenics. But for the moment at least, the argument can be made that the CIA helped usher in the age of Aquarius. Canyon was the epitome of the summer of love. I mean, we saw the possibility of the way we could live. It's odd because in Laurel Canyon, so many of the soon-to-be stars there, their parents were in either the military-industrial complex or intelligence or the Pentagon. In Frank Zappa's case, his dad was working at Edgewood Arsenal, where they were doing biochem studies, psychotropic, and exposing uh, U.S. troops to VX nerve gas and other things. The family kept uh, gas masks in their house. He grew up with that in case there was an accident. And Edgewood Arsenal was doing this very similar related MK Ultra projects on U.S. troops. Uh, the Gulf of Tonkin is another prime example. The commander of the Gulf Fleet in the Gulf of Tonkin, his son was Jim Morrison. I didn't know that. Hmm. They claimed the USS Maddox was attacked by Vietnamese vessels. Uh, it was never attacked. As a matter of fact, they put ghost ships on the radar to make it look like they were Vietnamese ships. Uh, the Maddox was never attacked. It was an actual, literal false flag to enable the U.S. to declare war on Vietnam. So the whole Vietnam War so was Jim Morrison's bullshit. dad yeah. was involved in the false flag of the Gulf of Tonkin. After talking to Kevin, I started looking into Laurel Canyon. I drove down Laurel Canyon to Hollywood almost daily when I first moved out there. And I never knew that there was an old Air Force base called Lookout Mountain U.S. Air Force Base at the top of Laurel Canyon. And what's funny is, as you, if you do the history of it, uh, it's owned today by a guy named Jared Leto. Another tactic developed out of uh, Did you see who he was... Next to in that no, picture, no. Uh, Marina Abramovich, the spirit cooking lady oh, with really? the whole Podesta thing. Nice. Uh, let's see if I can, without hitting play. It's after he's talking about it. Yeah. I'll just go back 10 seconds and look at the picture of Jared Leto. Look at that lit chick next to him. That's that, Marina Abramovich. Base at the top of Laurel Canyon. And what's funny is, as you, you, if you do the history of it, uh, it's own. Who's the guy? That's the. That's what uh, I was looking at, trying to figure out who he was. Uh, that guy is the uh, what? Vincent Price. Yeah. The uh, the guy that laughs at the Michael Jackson Thriller song. The you know at the beginning oh, yeah, of the Michael yeah, yeah. Jackson yeah, Thriller yeah, yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vincent Price. He he did like horror movies okay. and stuff. I knew him. I just couldn't figure out who he was. Yeah. So there's okay. Jared Leto with the beard. That's the Marina Abramovich, spirit cooker with yeah. the. Podesta emails yep, and all yep, that shit. Yep, I know who you're talking about. Interesting. And why does he own that place, I wonder? That's a very good question. He's a big Today, too, by a guy he? named Jared Leto. Another tactic developed out of the MK Ultra project was the use of compromise and control via honeypots. The decision was made to do testing on unwitting victims. It was decided they should be on the fringes of society because they were most vulnerable. We did quite a study of prostitutes and their behavior. How do you take a woman who is willing to use her body to get money out of a guy to get him to talk about things which are much more important, like state secrets? 
We learned a lot about human nature in the bedroom. We started to pick up knowledge that could be used in operations. There would be victims in all of this. As one agency memo says, we have no answer to the moral question. That's one of the CIA's favorite tactic, our honeypots. And I work with CIA psychologists and they're, they're dirty. I always felt that every house should have its own secret panel. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. You lift this up. Mm -hmm. This is a trap door. It opens up and looks into the cave or what time is called uh, the Wu Grotto. Oh, boy. <laughs> They're running blackmail operations where they're getting uh, very well-known government and private in industry uh, elite people in compromising uh, positions at the Playboy Mansion on Epstein's plane on Orgy Island, and they're photographing them. And after that, it's like Congressman so-and-so or CEO so-and-so. Uh, I wouldn't bring that up if I was you because we got photographs of you with a... F a 14-year-old girl on Ep Epstein's plane, for example, uh, and you talk about shutting somebody up permanently, that's how they do it. What have I been saying? Yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's uh, fucking crazy. Into the grotto, stays at the grotto. Okay. It's pretty sad. Hang on. Now, I had n heard about there being some sort of like, like a thing where you could spy into the grotto. I didn't know there was a fucking... Trap building door. above it yeah. with a trap door where you could look down in. Yeah. And if you're drunk and in that pool, fucking with whoever, you're not you would never up. know yeah. that. And they probably had goddamn cameras everywhere. Yeah, and all the all the shots like outside of the grotto make it look like it's just in a, a rock cave. Yeah. But yeah, that was like his office yeah, above that's it. That's crazy. fucking weird, dude. Um, In the next episode, we're going to talk about the Playboy Mansion because there's some shit going down there. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's, let's keep going. Simple if you think about it. To control the population, you have to control the people messaging the population. Some of these stars have 20, 30 million followers. Mm -hmm. That's more followers than CNN, Fox, ABC, NBC. These people have to be controlled. They can't just go off a message and start saying whatever they want to say. They have to be somewhat reined in they have to be controlled or they do not get the platform to have the voice that they have hmm? forget the politicians the politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice you don't you have no choice you have owners they own you now do we agree that george carlin was probably killed yeah i, I said that a long time ago too yeah uh, just because he, he and through his comedy, he was mm -hmm. telling you mm -hmm. yeah. a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah, go back and listen to George Carlin shit, listeners. And uh, I'm surprised you can still see it. To be honest with you, yeah. Well, I think a lot of people have forgotten about him. Yeah, this new generation of kids don't even know who fuck he is. Yeah. I mean, that's very effective. Yeah. You know, kill him and nobody knows. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They've got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the ball. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. You and I are not in the big club. By the way, it's the same big club they used to beat you over the head with all day long when they tell you what to believe. All day long, beating you over the head in their media, telling you what to believe, what to think, and what to buy. The table is tilted, folks. The game is rigged. 
And nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to care. Good, honest, hard-working people, white collar, blue collar, doesn't matter what color shirt you have on. Good, honest, hard-working people continue. These are people of modest means. Continue to elect these rich cocksuckers who don't give a fuck about them. They don't care about you at all, at all, at all. What's interesting is that, you know, people were sitting there listening to him and have heard his shit and hear it, but Oh, he's just being funny. Yeah, he's no, he's jokes. literally fucking telling you yep. what is going oh, yeah. down yep. under the guise of comedy, but yet you don't even. I bet you ninety-five percent of the po- the people in that in that one audience. Oh, she's just yeah. saying funny shit, and and it's none of it's real, none of it's true. That's none of funny. It's, it's funny that he yeah, said that. Just, yeah. Oh, because like, you heard the people chuckle. Oh, what color shirt? You know, they're not listening to. Mm-hmm. The what he's actually are, yeah. saying, uh, oh, he's, you know, it's it's fascinating. But they can't help it because they've been dumbed down. They mm-hmm. don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And they're clapping because it's funny, not because and it's nobody true. Nobody seems right. to notice. Nobody seems to care. That's what the owners count on, the fact that Americans will probably remain willfully ignorant. And what's crazy is in that last minute whole thing that he just said, there isn't a single joke there. Mm-hmm. He's, it's literally just telling you shit, but. You know what I mean? They're, oh, well, yeah. he's a comedian. He's saying funny things. He's, but if you actually listen to it, he's not saying anything funny. He is giving you straight fact. Yep. Where was the joke? The only tiny there, joke was doesn't matter what color shirt you're wearing. It's and that's not even a joke. joke. That's I know. really not even a joke. Yeah. He's, it doesn't matter what color shirt you have. Right. That's what's crazy about this. People are so fucking dull, mm-hmm. they don't even know that there isn't a joke right there. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. Because the owners of this country know the truth. It's called the American dream because you have to be asleep to believe it. Oh, it's fucking you funny. Stop for a second and you just look at the bigger picture and you check out for a minute and you kind of compare the ancient times to today. Well, back then they had like what demigods and gods. They were like Achilles, Hercules, Apollo, Mercury. All these were demigods. And that's who the people in those days looked up to. Well, today, we have all these people like Jay-Z, Rihanna, Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Katy Perry. In film, we have Brad Pitt, Will Smith. We have all these big stars. And the way they prop them up and they put them up on stage is like they're gods or demigods. In this room are some of the most important TV and film executives in the world. People from every background, but they all have one thing in common. They're all terrified of Ronan Farrow. <laughs> He's coming for you. He's coming for you. Look, talking of all you perverts, it was a big year. It was a big year for paedophile movies. Um, surviving R. Kelly, Leaving Neverland, Two Popes. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. I don't care. I don't care. Who's that guy? Most people don't want to cross the psychological Uh, line that this stuff is going on. And we all have a mental defense mechanism. Uh, It's like finally admitting there's an elite pedophile ring. I mean, most people just don't want to go there. And and the same is here. Psychologically, you lose your safety, your security, and whatever innocence you have when you realize that this stuff is really going on. And it's a... 
it's a chore to cross over that barrier and realize, oh my gosh, this stuff is really happening. And that's why it takes critical thinking. The people have got to look at this stuff critically and see what they're being fed so they can cross that psychological line that they just refuse to, to see it when it's right in front of them. When Kevin said there's an elite pedophile ring, well, I'm thinking to myself, this is, this is a hard thing for me to come to terms with. Now, it made me start thinking about conversations and things I'd heard, but I'd never saw it. It's not out in the open. And to me, I was like, eh, no one could do that. Because, I mean, if I saw someone hurting a kid, I would kill them. I, mean, I would literally <laughs> kill them. I would never allow someone to hurt a child in front of me. Things Kevin was saying were things that were hard for me to cross the barrier. I did not want to believe it. I didn't want to go there. But as I went down this journey, I forced myself to go consider what if this is real? And the only person that was talking about this stuff was a girl named Liz Crokin. And the media had declared her completely out of her mind. But as I started researching some of the things she was reporting on, I was like, there there's truth to what she's saying. Is she dead? So I'm going to talk to her. I'll look it up. I started working in journalism at a very young age. I got my first job working for Fox Chicago at about the age of 17 years old. At the University of Iowa, I studied political science and journalism. One semester, I interned for Bill O'Reilly at Fox News Channel. My last year in college, I interned for the State Department's White House reporter, and that placed me reporting in the White House every single day for a few months. I went on to work for the Chicago Tribune, and my first boss there told me that everything that I should get should be checked over and over and over again and verified to death. That's how I was trained, and that's what a true, honest journalist does. I started covering local politics and local hard news, and then eventually I got my own column for seven years where I interviewed tons of celebrities and politicians and musicians and worked at Us Weekly, and then at one point I worked at In Touch Weekly magazine. But then in 2015, I... It appears as though she's still alive. Okay. Um, however, no social media, which means she's been probably shadow banned or completely removed off Twitter. Mm-hmm. Doesn't appear that she has an Instagram or anything really? like that. So, um, the only articles you can find right now are like when you Google her name, it's everything. Oh, she, she's linked to uh, far right conspiracy theory QAnon. So, oh, really? I don't know how we'd have to look more into that, but. I felt the need to get back into covering hard news, and in early 2016, I started working for Town Hall, and then eventually I started working for the New York Observer and broke a lot of election-related stories. I worked in media for over two decades, and I never had any issues. I was very well-respected. I basically was embraced by the mainstream media. Until I start reporting on Pizzagate. Uh-oh. Yeah, that should never go against pizza. Pizza's good for you. Now, when Pizzagate came out, the media tried to turn Pizzagate into something that wasn't. 
Surprises of the presidential campaign was the explosion of fake news on the Internet. 28-year-old Edgar Welch was arrested in Washington Sunday afternoon outside Comet Ping Pong, a popular family pizza parlor. D.C. police say Welch fired at least one round into the restaurant floor with an AR-15 rifle like this one on his Facebook page. No one was injured. Someone on Twitter whose name remains unverified but has several thousand followers posted that new emails found on Anthony Weiner's computer confirmed that Hillary Clinton was involved in a pedophilia ring. The rumor spread, inspiring some newfound internet sleuths to start digging around in John Podesta's hacked emails, searching for proof and location of the so-called sex ring. In those emails, they are absolutely littered with code words. And many of these code words are food words such as pizza. Somebody said to me, hey Dave, search for pizza in Podesta's emails. And once you go down that rabbit hole, you never really emerge the same person. It was obvious from the get-go that these words were code words for something else because the context that they were used in did not make sense. To be clear, not one single email in the Podesta emails discusses child sex trafficking or pedophilia. That of course is a fact. Not. But there are dozens of what seem to be strangely worded emails dealing with pizza and handkerchiefs. Investigators say that those words in the emails about pizza and the talk of handkerchiefs is code language used by pedophiles. There is some kind of code language. They're just not talking about pizza, folks. Uh, who phrases that? Who blocks out an hour of time to eat a slice of pizza? You can get a service for a half an hour, you can get a massage for a half an hour, but you can't get food for a half an hour. It just absolutely makes no sense. There's other ones like, the realtor found a handkerchief. I think it has a map that seems pizza related. And uh, another one is, Obama spent $65,000 flying in pizza and hot dogs from Chicago. Are we using the same channels? Pizza is a well-known pedophile code word that actually has been used by law enforcement to arrest online sexual predators of children. And there's been multiple arrests that have been made by law enforcement of pedophiles trying to solicit children by using the pedophile code word pizza. 2007, unclassified FBI document. That document, according to the FBI, contains commonly used symbols by pedophiles to express their preference in children. Notice this one on the end, the triangle. That image signifies something called boy love. The pizza place next door to Comet Ping Pong Pizza, Besta Pizza, well this was their logo until only a few weeks ago. People don't know that because the mainstream media refuses to cover it. The entire mainstream media redefined what Pizzagate was to make it sound ridiculous and less believable. And then they had people like Megyn Kelly come in, interview James Elephantis, didn't ask him any challenging questions. A conspiracy theory that even the DC police say has no basis in fact. Bullshit. She didn't ask him any questions about the pictures of children on his Instagram page looking abused, being he looks sexualized. Like a pedophile. She didn't ask him about the pedophile talk. So the whole mainstream media painted him as this poor victim, as this person that was innocent, that was just victimized as something that wasn't true. But just his Instagram page alone should have been enough for authorities to look into him. 
Investigators have already proven there's nothing to the story, right? Well, actually, no. And that's what you need to know. For all that is here, there has not been one single public investigation of any of this. Not from local police, not from the FBI, no one. And that has to be the big question. Not for Podesta or for pizza parlor owners, but for law enforcement. Based on what may be or may not be here, the big question is, why hasn't any investigation taken place? This is insane. So many people in the mainstream media have said, Pizzagate is a conspiracy theory. Pizzagate has been debunked. It has not been debunked. If it's been debunked, explain the code words. No one to this day, including John Podesta himself, can explain the code words in his emails. Hey, John Podesta, can you please explain why you have children rented for entertainment for your adult hot tub parties? No one has ever explained why John Podesta has mm -hmm. literal pedophile and cannibalism paintings all over his office and his home. Tony Podesta, too. And then you look into the spirit cooking dinners. And you look into Marina Abramovic, who's the one that was conducting the spirit cooking dinners. Why are they going to spirit cooking dinners? Why are they sacrificing chicken Samoa in their backyard? This isn't my words. This is their words. This is in their emails. I'd be willing to debate anyone who thinks that Pizzagate has been debunked. You asked me when, yeah. uh, when did, uh, how am I getting additional briefings? That, that was the first and last time I talked so to October you. October 9th is the last time you've heard from the FBI at all. Yes. You have not gotten an update on the investigation of your personal email. That, that is correct. So not only did the mainstream media lie to you about Pizzagate, they actually told you that it was illegal to read John Podesta's emails on WikiLeaks. Chris Cuomo, with a straight face, on CNN, looked into the cameras and said, it's illegal for you to read John Podesta's emails. Also interesting is, remember, it's illegal to possess uh, these stolen documents. It's different for the media. So everything you learn about this, you're learning from us. That's from how scared. Hang on. I'm going to say something that I don't say that often. Kill yourself. <laughs> this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It is fucking it's ridiculous. It's all about how they want to tell the narrative, dude. We've it's, been saying that. How in the fuck is it okay for the media to read this shit, but it's not okay for just... Okay. Hey, what's the first amendment? <laughs> Um, freedom of speech, bro. Oh. And and what's the okay? We know what the second. What's the uh, what's the one? Okay, just simply on the first one alone, mm -hmm. I can go read this shit. Once it's been released, it's it's out there. It's, it's mine now. It's public domain at that point. Yeah, yeah. We, okay, you, whether it's stolen or not, like, who gives a shit if it was if these were taken surreptitiously or not? Now. I think there needs to be an explanation as to what the fuck does this. So, can I see the receipt for the hot dogs, Obama? Can I see right. the receipt for the pizzas that you ordered? Right. Because I and bet why you there's flown in from Chicago. Yeah, well, I mean, you're in D.C. Yeah. Are the hot dogs that much better in fucking Chicago? No. That we got to fly them in? Most places other than Chicago. $65,000 for pizza and hot dogs from Chicago. Most places like, say, New York. Has a Chicago style hot dog. You don't need to fucking get them directly from Chicago. Even if, <laughs> even if you wanted a specific restaurant's hot dogs or a restaurant's pizza, 
taxpayer dollars. $65,000. How many hot dogs and pizzas can you get for $65,000? A lot. Now, let's just say hypothetically, let's do let's do a little bit of math on I'm just going to do it on the phone here. What's an average hot dog? I don't know. Six bucks, we'll say. I don't know. All right, we'll go six bucks for a hot dog. And what is a standard, let's just go large pizza with, with, with some toppings? We'll say 14 bucks. All right, let's go 15 for the pizza, five for the hot dog. So 20 bucks. 20 bucks for one pizza, one hot dog. All right, and let's say we got equal amount, or, you know, well, all right. So I'm going to do 65,000. We'll divide that by two. That's 32,500. So we got 32,500 for pizza, 32,500 for hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Now, $32,500 for Oh wait. Are we counting the 65,000 for the flight to ship delivery. them? Delivery. We'll, we'll say $5,000 for delivery. All right. So, well, let's go 60, back. 60,000. So, 60, so, so you're looking at so 30,000 30,000 each. All right. We'll just go with that. So we're spending thirty thousand on five dollar hot dogs. That's six thousand hot dogs. Now, in a sitting, mm-hmm. how many hot dogs would you eat? Oh, probably three. Three tops. All right. So six thousand hot dogs they ordered. Mm-hmm. All right, and and each person eats three. It's two thousand people. All right. Okay. Now let's go thirty thousand. Divided by uh, 15. fifteen, that's two thousand pizzas, mm-hmm. and on average you might eat three, half, four half a pizza. We'll go eight slices, so half a pizza. Yeah, so four slices. Did you just do the math off it like you did on the hot dogs, or should I? No, do? no, go ahead. All right, so we have two thousand pizzas. That's about a thousand people because you got to divide it in half. <laughs> okay, so you're talking three thousand people. So yeah, we. He's throwing a party for 3,000 people at the White House in the middle of the night for pizza and hot dogs? That makes sense. Uh, that's weird. Well, my most of my parties that, that I throw pizza and hot dog parties are about 5,000 people in my house. <laughs> right. So I totally get that. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't spend 65000 well, house is way bigger than yours, right, the White House. Right. Okay. So <laughs> let's just say, hypothetically, two to 3,000 people. We needed 6,000 hot dogs and we needed 2,000 pizzas and five grand for the flight. Mm-hmm. That pays your pilot for the you know, and even if you, even if you change it to twenty grand for the flight, it's still way too much fucking food for in the middle of the night at the White House. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Now, let's change it from actual pizza and hot dogs to children, mm-hmm. and now you're buying, you're renting children, which is a lot more than five dollars for a boy, which is a hot dog, mm-hmm. and. $15 for a girl, which is pizza, it's more like a, probably a couple hundred or right. more. Right. Now, all of a sudden, our numbers don't seem so ridiculous for the 65000 I would 000. say probably 1000 a kid. It's even better. It's even better if that was the case because now you've just basically rented 30, 40 kids, $1,000 each, 15, 20 grand for the flight. Yeah. To fuck, basically, and do your rituals and all this shit. And 30, 40 kids, each kid for one person, 30, 30, 40 40 people, people, way more manageable. All of a sudden, Mm -hmm. the numbers start to work out. 
Mm-hmm. It seems ridiculous when you talk about food. And that's just one email. Right. There's gobs of this fucking email. Yeah, I almost think emails. we need to readdress Pizzagate in another episode. We should. And it's... All right, let's go back to the movie. This is, I get angry with this shit because there's yeah. people that will sit there and argue with you. And it's like, are you just fucking stupid? Or like... Like, how do you not see the obviousness? Oh, it's Pizzagate's all bullshit. See, and here, here's a funny side anecdote, in a way. So back in the day when I would order weed from a buddy of mine, see, he would call it pizza. Really? Yeah. So if I wanted, like, shrooms and weed, I would buy a mushroom pizza from him. Mm. If I just wanted pizza, I would, or if I just wanted weed, I would say, hey, I just want to get some pizza from you. Mm. So, let's go with that. What if... When they're referencing pizza and hot dogs, it's actually like weed and LSD. What if it's drugs that they're buying? Could be. Either way, there's something illegal going on here. You know it's not exactly pizza, and you know it's not exactly hot dogs. Right. Otherwise, you'd use the fucking words. Exactly. What's interesting and what's tied it to pedophilia is the fact that the FBI has this interesting code word list that they use when they investigate pedophiles, and they're using all these same terms that are interestingly found in those emails. Yep. At, okay, so we'll give them the benefit of the doubt that it's not children. It's still something. It's something. It's drugs then. What What the fuck? Or is it guns? I mean, what are we... We're doing something illegal here. We could just say guns or... Uh, drugs. Drugs. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I mean? The point is you're doing something surreptitiously mm-hmm. and that you need to use a code word because yeah. we know for sure it's not pizza and we know for sure it's not hot dogs. Yeah. They are of those emails, and that's how explosive the content in those emails are. That they felt the need that they had to tell you you could not read those emails, and if oh, you do, again. you might get arrested. So they're they're going a step further in twisting the laws. Possession of stolen property. I steal a car and give it to you. You could get in trouble for that. Mm-hmm. That's not the same thing as a fucking email, and that's what they're trying to do. You right. know what I mean? Right, I was right. going to say that earlier. I forgot. But, yeah. but see, that's the other thing. You steal a car, you give it to me, but I'm unaware. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I've, I've bought the car from you for 500 bucks, but you stole that car, but I didn't know that. Right. How can I get in trouble? I, I mean, they can come and take the car, but how can I technically, if yeah, I didn't know? You can't. They can't prove that you know unless I send an email and said, hey, right. I stole or this car me. to you, or I stole this car, I'm going to sell it to you, a stolen car or something like that. Right. Then, then I know. Right. And now I'm part of it. But if I didn't know, I'm not. But, but see... Yeah, that's what they're trying to extend. Well, we told you. So if you have these emails and you've looked at them, you've done something illegal. What they're trying to do is prevent people that say, oh, well, well, if the news is saying it, it must be real. Because that's how they've programmed you yep. from the beginning. Yep. So if they're saying it's illegal for me to look at these, I can't look at them. Yeah, because a lot of people Fuck are like, you. like my wife, and I love my wife very much, but she she believes, what? They, why, would they, why would they lie to us? Why would they lie to us? Why? They do, because they have to. She needs to watch this movie. I know, I'm going to make her fucking watch it. All right, hit play. Lie. It's different for the media, so everything you learn about this, you're learning from us. People that blow the whistle on elite pedophiles tend to have accidents, and a lot of (laughs) those people have died mysteriously. NBC News has learned that disgraced financier Jeffrey Epstein is dead. Epstein took his own life while he was mm-hmm. behind bars. Uh, there's absolutely yeah, no excuses. What happened sure. here to me is mind-boggling. 
the guy was a high-risk prisoner, wasn't he? I mean, he, he's a guy that there are probably 50 very important people that have a motive to kill him. We don't even know who they are. It's true. But we know there are some people that are in a lot of trouble because of Epstein. They know who they are. His flight logs contain names of some of the biggest, most famous, and most powerful people on the planet. Members of the royal family, Prince Andrew, models like Naomi Campbell, famous actors like Kevin Spacey, Bill Clinton on those flight logs over 25 times. Bill Gates. Hillary Clinton, mm -hmm. she's also been to the islands. So the bigger question is, how many people that went on his private jet that went to his private island, that went to his massive ranch in New Mexico, were also involved in the rape, torture, and trafficking of children. It hides in plain sight. Epstein was hiding in plain sight. We all knew about him. We all knew what he was doing. But we had no one that was, no um, uh, legal aspect that would go after him. They were That's Cindy McCain, John McCain's wife, mm -hmm. speaking right now afraid of him for whatever reason they were afraid of and the amazing thing about cindy mccain is that her husband was a senator she was on a board with the governor of texas she knew about jeffrey epstein she did nothing and her organization the role of her organization is supposed to be to stop people like jeffrey epstein they all knew they did nothing about it when ricky gervais said at the golden globes you're all friends of Jeffrey Epstein. He wasn't lying. So in the end, he obviously didn't kill himself, just like Jeffrey Epstein. Shut up. I know he's your friend, but I don't care. You had to make your own way here and your own plane, didn't you? Right. But and how many it's interesting when they take those live shots of people in the audience, how there's certain ones that are laughing, mm -hmm. and then there's so many that look Irritated, disgusted, um, embarrassed, almost kind of guilty. Mm, that too. Yeah. Like they're fucking. A lot of these people that we've all looked at as fucking heroes and stars and all this, they're all, almost all of them. I'm gonna say all of them, but almost a all lot. of them. And it, it hurts to know that your favorite star is probably a fucking pedophile, mm -hmm. and it's probably part of this thing. Whether they've been goaded into it or whatever, they sold themselves out for fucking fame and fortune. Yep. And I don't know. I, I think that's hard for a lot of people to come to terms it with. That man, I can't. You know, my favorite actor is Kevin Spacey, and he's a fucking queer that fucks kids. I mean, and then all his witnesses just die before they happen to go to court. It's very similar mm -hmm. to anybody that's ever, ever going to have testified against Hillary for whatever case. they've Every single one has died. And yeah. at a certain point, that's impossible. Mm -hmm. Many of those elites have been to his islands. Not only is the mainstream media complicit, I would argue that there are accessories in the crimes against children. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. I, I tried for three years to get it on, 
to no avail, and now it's all coming out, and it's like these new revelations, and I freaking had all of it. I, I, I'm so pissed right now. Like every day, I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh my god, we it was um, what what we had was unreal. Brad Edwards, the attorney, three years ago, saying like aunt like. We, there will come a day where we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. I had it all three years ago. <laughs> then what happened in early 2018? Keith Rainier, who ran the Nexium child sex trafficking cult, was a... This one here blew your mind, yeah. Dave. This was like a big eye-opener for you, mm-hmm. I think, in... Yeah. in starting to break down all this other shit. Because this was, like, once yeah, Allison, Allison Mack, Mack was yeah. part of it, that's what I think blew your mind. Yeah. And because it's fucking, mm-hmm. it's basically, it starts to peel back the curtain and you start to realize, holy shit. Like, even the most innocent-looking. Yeah, an innocent acting player. Like, yeah, yeah. Is fucking, yeah. Arrested. Who else was arrested? Allison Mack. She's a famous celebrity who was on Smallville. She was also arrested for being a member of this cult that was involved in trafficking children. And not only trafficking children, they were running preschools down in Mexico. And Nexium is another example of how these elite pedophile rings exist because this was a massive organization. This was funded by really wealthy people, including the Seagram heiresses, Nancy Salzman and Claire Bronfman. So obviously they were using those preschools to traffic children. And the cult also engaged in human torture experiments on some of their members. And there actually was a civil lawsuit that was filed by 90 of their victims just the other day. So I imagine we are going to hear more about the human experiments, the torturing, the sexual abuse, and the child sex trafficking in this civil lawsuit. And a lot of the techniques that we see in this cult are very similar to the techniques that our government used in the MKUltra program. He was a branding women with Keith's initials. And they were like, well, what's, what's the bad thing exactly about that? Everyone on the outside world, AKA the real world, is like, they're branding women? So I left, I went to the executive board and I said, I want my photos back, I want my videos back. The branding session was filmed. I want all of that back, I want my collateral back. None of that happened. And it's, it's the same fear, mind control, and you'll be destroyed if you cross, get into the upper elites, and if you get to that point, if you start revealing anything, they have the same system to completely destroy you, destroy your career, blackmail you like Epstein, keep you, uh, catch you, film you in compromising positions. Uh, and, and, and this goes both uh, within Hollywood and celebrities and some of the elite. And it also goes on in Congress and the Senate. And if they even insinuate that they're going to reveal some of these things, they're done. The powerful people that be, whether it's the music industry or the movie industry, 
you are only allowed a certain level of success if you are willing to join their club. If you're willing to be part of their secret society or if you're compromised. They still think there's something to this. I know this is not insane. I still think there's something to this Katy Perry being JonBenet Ramsey. Like, Dave. Yeah, I know you, you talked about it a couple weeks ago, and I don't see why not. The fucking. What's weird about it is the dates line up, dude. It's weird. And, I mean, yeah, they have a body or supposedly had a body where they found her dead and all in the fucking. Body. But what's to say that that was not some other kid that they just, you know. Mm hmm. It, the, the connections that the dad had with what he did, like his job, and, and then the fucking mother was nutty, and you know all this shit, and, and what, and the the ages are about the same, and all of us, and she looks, they look alike, they do dude. Look a lot alike. And and now where Katy Perry is now, I, and and I don't know if you've ever watched her since she's been on this American Idol shit, but she is fucking nutty on this shit. You can tell she had well, she went through that whole phase too. All these. Child stars go through a phase, mm -hmm. a fucked up phase. It's because of what's happened to them as children, like Britney Spears with the shaving, like, shaving the head, the, head, the uh, Demi Lovato and her fucking breakdowns. Katy Perry had breakdowns. Amanda Bynes. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. All of these child stars have fucking crazy breakdowns, and then they come out of it, and then they get even bigger. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just weird. Mm -hmm. I still think there's something to this Katy Perry job. We should do an episode on that. Oh, yeah. Well, we've been talking about, I've been talking about for like two years now, so maybe we will. We will not let someone obtain a lot of fame and, and power if they can't control you. A classic example, at least for me, is Katy Perry. Katy Perry was, was a gospel singer, very talented, uh, but she was going nowhere. And she got up to Hollywood and, and basically they said, you want to be a success? You play by our rules. You step into the occult, and you start putting that in your videos. And now she's doing videos with her in hell with satanic themes, and she's what? Highly successful. You see that over with Lady Gaga, who, who came out and actually said she was so tired of being handled and manipulated, she had to take a break. That this is this young, outrageous girl wears strange clothes. She's into extremes. She's experimental. She uh, have 43 million people on the Twitter following her, whatever she do, little monsters. And she came really very humble to my house and asked me if I can teach her. We made this workshop in the woods and she was such a good student. She never cheated. She really went much farther than I asked her for. She is a limitless human being. As myself, a self-proclaimed mm. pop performance artist, want to go home and slit my wrists, and and I, you know, I am nothing. I have achieved no sense of art. Uh, she is, she is so boundless. The truth is, the the performance zbog Lady Gaga odjednom se počeli sintetizovati za moj rad, tako da prešlo prešlo sam iz te mislim normalne kulture u mas kulturu što je Marina Abramovic of course is in the Podesta emails and she's the one that conducts the spirit cooking dinners. She said that Marina did an exercise with her where she stripped her completely naked and left her in the middle of the woods to 
fend for herself and find her way back. Those are the kinds of things that people who are behind the MKUltra programs do to children that they're mind-controlling. We know Marina Abramovic is a Satanist. You Google Marina Abramovic's name in Spirit Cooking and you will find hundreds of pictures of Marina Abramovic's events where they will have, for example, a cake that looks like a human being and they'll depict human cannibalism and they claim they're not engaging in cannibalism and you will find A-list actors and famous politicians and other very famous and successful, powerful business people at her events. They literally have food that look like human beings on dinner tables. Explain that. He's Italian yeah. and Greek. I mean, you know, <laughs> and a very good cook and a very good cook. And I'm sure there's something very nefarious about that risotto recipe. So. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Fuck. After I started researching that call. I learned that Satanists believe that they have to reveal who they are in some way, shape, or form. So that is why we see a lot of these occult members in Hollywood constantly flaunting symbolism. We see the pyramid, the Illuminati pyramid a lot. We see the evil one eye constantly. It's always on the cover of magazines. We see these are supposed to be the 666 devil symbols. We constantly see those symbols. We also see pedophile symbols, the swirl or the triangle within a triangle. I guarantee this one is first. And we also see a lot of these members of the cult go on their social media and they talk about raping children. They talk about worshiping Satan. And people write it off as a joke, but they're not joking. I don't care if you're a major comedian. You can't tell me that's funny because there is no joke about raping children that's funny. You don't know what that is. I have no idea. Oh, you don't know. Jimmy Fallon doesn't know. David Letterman doesn't know. We don't know. All the comics and show business don't know what this is. takes guts to put out a film that does this because no one's done it up until now but when that's done and people see these facts and they say my gosh I didn't know that I didn't know that about the Gulf of Tonkin I didn't know that about the Vietnam War um, my gosh and they go in and they check it out and it's all true and now they're seeing the dots and, and uh, a, a good film will teach them how to practice critical thinking to analyze what you're watching. If we can get people to analyze what they're watching, we've crossed a huge hurdle. Because once they start analyzing it, they're going to see the dots, and, and typically the dots will connect themselves. Liz Crokin put herself so far out in front that she was mocked, she was laughed at, she was called crazy. Well, let me ask you a question. For all those people that did that to Liz, does she seem so crazy now? When you put all of those facts together and you use critical thinking, you realize this stuff is real. There's not one smoking gun. There's many small smoking guns that you have to piece together and you have to use critical thinking to understand this stuff is real. So again, the bigger question is, now that Jeffrey Epstein's been exposed and he's allegedly dead, how many of his friends that were frequent visitors on his sex trafficking islands we'll were also that. involved in the rape 
torture, and trafficking of children. And that's what Pizzagate is. <laughs> so fucking crazy. I guess what I'm asking you all to do is just disconnect for a second, stand back, look at the lyrics of your songs, look at the agendas of the movies, look at the messages of the media that you're absorbing. Because it's impossible to say that all of it's bad, like all of Hollywood's bad. That's not true. Like It's like saying all of the CIA is bad. There's a lot of good people that work in both industries that, that, that aren't bad people. But if the people that control the narratives and the agendas are not good people and they have different agendas, they can put that on you and you won't even notice it unless you stand back and look at things objectively. I can't compromise anymore. Um, that for me, that's not what life's about. I want to send a good message to my kids and I want them to know that at the end of the day, their dad did what was right. And their dad fought for the good things in life. If I could ever get the opportunity to make movies that send out good messages, and then people start realizing that they can be good, and that there are, they can jump on the bandwagon of good, that that's the next phase. People start believing it. It's the same thing with desensitizing with the violence. People start believing that it's okay to kill somebody or watching somebody die isn't a big deal. You start, when people aren't helping other people in need on the streets, there's a problem in this world. But this could, this could all be changed right now. The reason why I'm doing this documentary is because I want to be one of the first people to come out and say, hey, it doesn't have to be like this. We are good people. Humans are good. And we can make the world a better place because the, the money and the technology to make this world a better place is there. It's just been covered up and controlled for so long that it's time for it all to come out. And maybe I'm the catalyst for something better. What does the media look like in the future? Well, to me, what I would hope is that it's not filtered. I would love to build a platform or build some sort of system where artists could connect directly to their audience. I want to make products and tell stories that bring humanity together, that bring compassion, that bring love, that bring forgiveness, that bring inspiration and courage back to the audience without having the influence of violence or gratuitous sex or gratuitous death or gratuitous horror. Because those are things and images that get stored in our psyche and our soul and I don't think that's the way that this earth was intended to be. Okay. Well, there it is. Out of Shadows. So if you go to YouTube and type in Out of Shadows Official... There should be something there. Like I said, it's an hour and 18 minutes. Um, I think everybody needs to watch this. Yes. Obviously, if you're listening still, you've heard it. But there's there's visual aspect of this that mm -hmm. definitely helps. Tell the, the right story. Yeah. 
I mean, you can get what you need out of the audio, but it helps with the with the, with the visual. Overall, though, this this literally said everything I've been saying, and mm-hmm. it did it in a quick hour and eighteen minute nutshell. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, in the next episode, uh, we are going to talk about the Playboy Mansion. We're going to talk about some shit with Epstein and other stuff. So uh, tune in next time. So yeah, the this will. The stuff they mentioned here will kind of connect into that. So not that it'll be a part two, but it'll there'll be some connection there, mm-hmm. you know. Um, some interesting stuff about Epstein and impossibly being alive still. Nice. But, uh, I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to wait it. and see until yeah. and that. But, yeah, I think we need to do a whole episode on the uh, – I think we need to retouch Pizzagate. Yeah. And I think we need to look more into um, – the possibility of Katy Perry and JonBenet Ramsey, that mm-hmm. interesting connection, whether it's real or not, I don't know. I just, it's. We should really look at it. We've talked about it and we've kind of skimmed yeah, over we it. We should dig we, into we it. Need to whether, dig into whether it ends up being legit or not, I mean, I think we should dig into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like we've talked about, we're doing the Madeline McCann disappearance simply because of the, the, the sketches that look just like the Podesta brothers. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the main thing about that whole Madeline McCann thing. Yeah. And then the fact that supposedly we've rescued some chick down in Guatemala that, you know what I mean? Which I haven't heard anything else about that. No, just that one time. Since it came out, which is interesting. But if if you need that person to eventually indict someone or... You're not going to say it because they'll kill him. Exactly. So, you know, in, at the right time, it all will be told that. We don't know if that's who that is, but that would be crazy if it is that Madeline McCann that's mm-hmm. still alive and was rescued down in Guatemala. I, who the fuck knows if that, but that would be crazy if it was. Yeah. So I don't know. No, think about this. Maybe that's why they're in the bunker. They've got mm-hmm. whoever they saved in the bunker so they can't get to them. Maybe. I mean, you'd almost have to. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, definitely some options for some future shows. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I think this one was a solid one. Yeah, I liked it. I, liked I feel it. vindicated. I'm glad. That's a badass uh, little movie to take somebody that doesn't have a clue and mm-hmm. say, "All right, well, spend an hour and twenty minutes, watch this, and then let's talk about it afterwards." Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you could watch this unless you are like even the most dull and not uh, believing any of this shit. How can you watch that and not get? Start to think a little bit. Right. The whole point of this is to try and open your eyes. What we've been saying all along, you have to fucking open your mind a little bit. Like, and do your own research. Don't listen to what they believe you. Don't get it spoon-fed. Do some fucking work. Yeah. I don't know. So, anyways, uh, that was a good one. Um, yeah, so, the next episode will be whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, next episode. But, yeah, next, it, it, next episode we will for sure cover the those two things. The okay. uh Playboy thing, the Epstein thing, and then a bunch of other shit. Yeah. Probably with coronavirus. So Cool. All right. The American dream has become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading There's an unspoken fear We're on our way down 
We must take America back Main Street to Wall Street Cities and states Washington, D.C. Before it's too late There's not long We need leaders who lead us Not stick us and bleed us Then ransom our future And our children's That's wrong We must take America back As liberty weeps Our forefathers spinning in their graves Pray God will bless some way out of this mess We must take America back Please subscribe to the Detour Podcast Network on iTunes and don't forget to rate and review while you're there. You can also download the Stitcher and Podbean app to your device for free and search Detour Podcast Network and subscribe. If you enjoy listening to the shows on the Detour Podcast Network, then spread the word to everyone you know. Your word of mouth is our best advertising method and we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. Where can I buy a director's chair? Amazon. Where can I buy Welcome Back Cotter on DVD? Amazon. Where can I buy that Humping Animals adult coloring book with a dog fucking a chicken on the back? Amazon. Go to d2rpn.com and click the Amazon banner. Buy an oven mitt. So there I am in my car, listening to shitty music. And I ask myself the tough questions. Why am I listening to the same song over and over again when I could be listening to the D2R Podcast Network? And is it true that he who smelt it dealt? And why the fuck did the chicken cross the road? And what the hell is on Joey's head? I wonder if Yoko Ono saw yesterday, today. I wonder if tomorrow was yesterday. Rockford reference. The D2R Podcast Network. Live for today. Or yesterday.